Welcome to A Walk in My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, McKinney Smith. Hey, Faith Walkers. Thank you for taking the time to join us on the A Walk in My Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but as a mindset coach, what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Marina Billinghurst. She is an artist, a fashion designer, creative director, a teacher. Marina has been designing apparel and art prints for nearly two decades. She's been the designer and creative director for brands such as Joe Boxer, Ben Sherman, HBC, Joe Fresh, and many more, culminating in the launch of her own line, Art of Marina. Her signature drippy watercolor artwork can be found on the finest of silk fabrics and is a killer combo on prints and home decor items such as throw pillows and extends into fashion with her silk kimonos, leggings, t-shirts, and beautiful printed scarves, as well as technology accessories like iPhone cases. Marina's artwork is fun, flirty, and feminine. Please welcome to the show, Marina Billinghurst. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join us today, Marina. Oh my gosh, Makini. I am so honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's such an honor. Thank you. I mean, from the minute I first connected with you on Instagram, um, I'm a very, I don't know, I go very much based on energy. And I guess because I'm an empath and I'm super introverted, even people that I connect with online, there's always some kind of special vibe that I'm catching from them. So I've always caught this vibe from you. I'm like, I love this woman. Don't even know who she is. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm me too. <laughs> so I thought that way about you from the first conversation. I, like I was kind of new to like Instagram and I just remember, you know, you reaching out to me and us DMing about the kimonos because you thought they were beautiful and that mm-hmm. it's been such a blessing because I've been able to connect with so many beautiful women like you who are inspiring and uplifting. So here I am and here we are. And I'm so here excited. <laughs> <laughs> I like to start the show with an icebreaker question because I feel like as women, we have so many different titles that we go by and especially as entrepreneurs, you know, we're doing all these things and being called all these things. But I feel like a title that's not given enough significance is our name because our names have meaning. Right. So my very first question to you, Marina, is do you know what your name means? I do. Um, It's actually such a crazy thing that you're asking this question because my name is my brand, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like part of Marina. My name means of the sea. I was born in in a beach town of West Vancouver, British Columbia. And I've always resonated with the ocean having like a family from the coast of Croatia. So we used to travel to Europe every summer and I would spend my summers in the sea. Wow. And I've always resonated with the ocean and I'm a Pisces which is kind of cool because <laughs> I'm you know I love mermaids and fish and the ocean and all that stuff and um yeah so I feel I feel very connected to my name and I didn't and like when I was younger I was like why is my name so weird like everyone else has Sarah and Jen and <laughs> I asked my parents like like I want a different name but as I got older I started to just be like this is the best name for me thanks mom like Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It it totally resonates with who you are. You're like you're so calming. You're like the sea. You're like relaxing. Everything about your vibe. And I think it's funny how you know when you were younger you used to hate your name. And now you've evolved to this point where you love it. Because I'm the exact same. I mean, Makini. I used to cry because kids would make fun of me when I was younger and call me everything under the sun, like zucchini, like everything. Oh my god! And <laughs> kids are so mean. It's they can be fun. yes. <laughs> They don't know what they're doing. They know? don't. They really don't. They don't. And I but love as your I, name. Thank beautiful. you. Thank you. And as I evolved as an adult, I've learned to love my name as well. And even when I introduce myself, I say it's Bikini and Rise with Bikini. Absolutely. My parents, they grew up telling me that my name meant beautiful one. So that's what I told everyone I it meant. That. Well, actually, as an adult, I've done some research. And it actually is Swahili for strength of character. So. Oh, my gosh. That's even better. Look exactly. Either what way, a I love strong it. and powerful name. Exactly. Thank you. 
So speaking of little girl, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? So it's funny, again, I resonated with the ocean. I used to go snorkeling. We got to travel so much growing up. I was very fortunate. Like we went to Mexico and the Caribbean and all the beautiful places. And I used to go snorkeling and I wanted to be a marine biologist because I just was so obsessed with the colors under the ocean and like the tropical fish and like the um, algae and the seaweed and just the whole like under the sea. I mean, The Little Mermaid was the most popular Disney movie when I was a kid too. <laughs> so, you know, it was just, I, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to know about everything under under the ocean's blanket. I love it. Okay. So share with us what inspired you to launch Art of Marina. So uh, Art of Marina has been a journey of like 20 years now, which is so crazy. I Mind you, you barely you. look like you're in your mid-20s right now. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know people tell me that all the time, like it's, which is such a great blessing. But no, I'm 38 years old. So okay. I've, definitely, I've definitely earned my stripes. And um, my, it's so crazy. When I was really young, I moved to New York City. I went to fashion school. I knew I wanted to be a designer because I love to draw fashion and that I naturally was able to draw the fashion figures, the croquis. So I went to fashion school to like to draw them. Sewing was something my mother was amazing at and she taught me and I did it, but I wasn't like the crafter that was so articulate at sewing. I was just really good at illustrating. Mm -hmm. So my journey was a struggle in the beginning when I went to fashion school. Like I loved draping, but when it came to pattern making and sewing, I was like, oh, I hate this. Like I actually hate it. It gave me anxiety. <laughs> but when I drew my collections, they looked so pretty on the paper, but I was executing. I'm one of those people that if I'm not good at something and I know that it's part of my journey, I, I put the time in. So I went extra hours and I became a good sewer. And it's something that I did. And I, I, got, I went to fashion school and I did this um, program in Paris. So in New York, they had an exchange in Paris. So I got to go there and do like couture sewing skills and stuff. And it was so amazing to be like 20 years old living in Paris. Like, come on. what is <laughs> Love At it. the time, I had no idea that it was even close to, you know, what I was doing. But the crazy thing is we were in Paris for only a couple of weeks when 9-11 happened. Oh, wow. So that was a very terrifying time. I was extremely homesick, scared that the Eiffel Tower was going to blow up. Like, you know, you're just a young kid and you're like, you missed your home. And all of my friends that I was in school with in Paris were from New York. So they had like family and right. like the world trade. And it was just so bizarre and such a weird blur of a time. I made it through, finished, came back home for the summer and told my mom and dad, I really didn't want to go back to school. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to New York. Which is crazy. I was homesick and I was scared of New York after what happened and I didn't go back. So I ended up starting my own clothing line with because I had to do my thesis. I was going for my final year to graduate. So I had to do my thesis. So I was like, I'm going to make my thesis anyway. And my friend was working for Vancouver Fashion Week and she goes, why don't you apply? So I applied for Vancouver Fashion Week and I ended up designing this collection that won me new and upcoming designer of the year. So wow. here I was, 21 years old winning all these awards and thinking I could do it all. And I tried and it was great, but I totally failed. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought, okay, here I am. Like, I'm such a great designer. I can do all this stuff. Did I know anything about business? Not a clue. Mm -hmm. Did I, did I know logistics and distribution and quality control? No. So I was signed up for the big leagues and ended up just falling on my face really hard and it hurt. Wow. And, but it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it humbled me. And it made me have to go and find a job and work for somebody else at the very bottom. And that was the journey of a million hours that kind of brought me back to where I am today. Anyway, long story short, I did go back and graduate. Nine years later, they let me back to New York. So nice. there I was, 30 years old, back in New York City, doing my thesis with a bunch of 21-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, was it ever a different experience and such a beautiful experience because it was like going in a time machine mm. and the person that I was young and, you know, you think you're going to live forever when you're 20. You don't think you're going to age. You think you're going to just, everything's going to come to you. But when you actually have to work for it, like I had to work for it to get back to New York and graduate. It was the best thing I ever did in my life. And it was always on my bucket list. Like while I was working for other people in Vancouver and doing all these other crazy things, it was always on the back of my list. Oh, I just, 
I really want to graduate. Like I, I can't believe I dropped out. So yeah, it was kind of crazy. And, and a sad story is one of my best friends growing up, she got diagnosed with cancer. And she had said, she had like pulled me aside at one point and said, you have to promise me that you graduate from school like before. And it wasn't until she actually passed away that I was in New York graduating. So such a maybe like, yeah. And so she's with me all the time. And it's kind of amazing having those cheerleaders that carry you on from heaven. Wow. Yeah. Don't I know about that? My sister passed away in 2012. And I tell everyone like the reason why my life has evolved to what it is today is because of her. I live to honor her um, and leave a legacy behind for my children as well, of course. But having, like you said, those cheerleaders in heaven, um, it's such a beautiful blessing. I am so sorry you went through that. I can't imagine. You must be so strong, but that's so beautiful that she's with you. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, likewise to you, you know, it's, it's always unfortunate, of course, when we lose someone, and we have to go through that process. But for those of us who take it as a lesson, and we move forward with it, with positive energy, it develops who we are, and we become better, stronger people. Absolutely. So, so beautiful. Question. So where did we end up? Yeah, tell me what's going on. ramble. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. I love it. I love it. So recently I was at your launch and I believe yeah. you announced then that you had become a full-time entrepreneur with Out of Money. Yeah. So explain to us what that was like for you. How did that So that feel? was, that was amazing. It's still kind of like a pinch me kind of thing, but again, it, it came from a lot of pain. Like, so I, I came back from New York. I ended up getting a job at Joe Fresh. They hired me out of school I was in Toronto. I moved to Toronto. My husband was from Toronto. So it was great for him and me because we both got to move here. And I, I've been in Toronto for eight years now. So nice. I had got the job and I had worked and worked and worked and worked and always felt like this is amazing. I'm in the right field. I'm good at what I do. I love what I do. But I never really felt like I was totally honoring myself and my talent because I was trying to be like paying the bills, paying the mortgage making sure that I had my benefits and I, you know, that was kind of more important. And then last year in December, I got hit by someone who ran a red light and um, I got into a massive car accident and it was so crazy because I honestly thought I died. I saw this car flying at me so fast and I, it was all blur. This is a crazy, crazy, crazy story that I'm about to share with you. I wasn't sure what I was actually going to share, but I was pregnant. And I had, yeah, it was crazy. So there I was in my life thinking, okay, I'm pregnant. This is great. I have my perfect job. I can go on maternity leave and my kids will have benefits and life is so perfect. And my husband and I tried so forever to get pregnant. Like we have, it didn't come easy for us. And, you know, we also were so in love for so long and we still are. And it was so crazy when we finally got pregnant and everything was perfect and I was just feeling so good. And then boom, out of nowhere, car accident. So it was kind of a crazy journey, but I ended up having twins. Like I was pregnant with twins, but I ended up losing both of them. Oh, I'm so So, sorry. Yeah, it was awful. Like I can't even tell you. Oh, like I just, but the crazy silver lining is that when I was recovering, I had given so much to trying to be safe and and have this easy life. I thought I had a second chance. So I was like, what is my purpose? What is my why? And my husband even said, you are so great at what you do. Like, just go for it. Screw it. And I tried to go back to work after my car accident, but I have serious PTSD. Like mm-hmm. it's a thing. Of course, of course. So I also have anxiety. So driving is very stressful for me. It's crazy. I was like a race car driver before. I just had no fear. And now I'm mm-hmm. like a chicken. So I was driving back to work and I was just constantly like shaking, getting sweats. I also suffered from massive migraines now because I had a concussion. So I was like, you know what? This is just not worth it. This is not worth it. What makes me happy is painting and teaching people how to paint. So I started doing paint therapy workshops because it was like my only form of stress relief. And I was making those kimonos like last summer and people just started calling and asking for them. And it was like, okay, so I would make one, sell one. And then that just kept growing. So I was like, why don't I just stay home and like nurture this crap and this passion 
and, you know, learn from other women and like, let's grow together and collaborate. And that's how I ended up quitting my job. I was like, screw this. I just need to find happiness in my heart so I can continue to live the second chance at life that I have to the best so I can be the best and inspire and share and love and, and make beautiful things, you know, because I was working for fast fashion companies. Come on. Mm-hmm. So I, that also made me sad because I don't want to put things in landfills. I want people to steam their kimono after they wear it, hang it up and cherish the the clothes that they have. And I went on a journey to find the most ethical, sustainable and organic silk and, you know, fabrics that last, beautiful Mm -hmm. things, good quality. So it's never been, oh, I'm here to sell a million kimonos. I just want to sell one to a person who loves it and will take care of it because then my job's done. So when I was sharing my story, it took a lot of strength and courage for me to be able to give up that security, but I did it for the purpose of the future of my life. And I feel so good and magical things are truly happening to anyone who's at that job and knows they have a side hustle that they like better. Do that. If you don't love what you're doing, just stop right now and start planning how you can do what you love every day because you will be so much better off. Like it, it, it's hard, but so is the full-time job. The full-time you, job is hard too. You totally just like went into my next, my next question because I was like, well, what advice would you give to another woman considering <laughs> leaving her nine to five to pursue her dreams? But you already beat me to it. So thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, you know, I wish I had done it sooner, but life is a journey and you have to just trust and believe in your path. And I I just, I can't tell you how much happier I am on this side with way less money, Mm -hmm. with a lot more fear, but it's a good fear, a lot more freedom. Like my shoulders aren't as tense. I feel like I can breathe. I don't answer to somebody who doesn't necessarily understand who who I am or my, Mm -hmm. my true potential. So I'm building that. And that's what feels good. I don't know if this is going to work. I do not know, but I know that I'm happier. I love myself more than Mm. I did before that accident. And I believe that the universe has my back. So as long as I put out goodness and positivity and keep on doing what I'm doing, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I have have like total goosebumps right now. I don't even know what to say because there was so much power in what you just said. I'm going to do my best not to get too emotional. So... I always say that our pain births our purpose. And I am so sorry that all of that that happened to you, like beyond everything, you know, the accident and losing your babies and everything, even the aftermath of, you know, the anxiety and the PTSD. Yeah. But you're at a place where it forced you to tap into your true potential. It forced you to be your true self and honor your true self. And your paintings are absolutely beautiful and inspiring Thank and you. when I saw them online I think it was another person's page that I saw the kimonos I was like oh who makes these I need to know her oh my god <laughs> <laughs> well, thank just, you so much I have I have goosebumps right now because of how you were able to take that traumatic experience and flip it into something so beautiful yeah and you know it's Thank you for saying all those things. It means so much to me, um, especially coming from you. I've, I know I most, not all, but some of your story with your sister and I've been listening to the podcast. So I do know what you've been going through and girl, I just want to hug you through the phone right now. Like, <laughs> thank, thank you. you for sharing those things. Cause you know, people, I know that there's a lot of misconception out there. People are like, Oh, look at this blonde girl with her butterflies. And like, she's so happy. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, I cry a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I, I cry so much when after the car accident, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and my mom was in Vancouver. And it was so terrifying because I was trying to heal and lost. And then my mom got sick, but you know, her and I created this special bond even Mm -hmm. deeper than we had before, because we both felt like we got a second chance at life. My mom is in remission. And I talk to her every Thank day. Oh, I can't even tell you. Like, that's, that's the one that makes me cry. Like, not even my own death. It's like my mm-hmm. mom. And she is a force of light and goodness. And she is so beautiful inside and out. And she's just been such a huge inspiration for me. This whole journey, never given up, always believe. And it's just so important that we take care of our health and that we drink enough water and we eat healthy food to fuel our brain. And those are the things that I'm working on because sometimes, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know, sometimes (laughs) it's like 
we just forget, we forget mm-hmm. because we're in this rut and we see all these perfect Instagram feeds and we think that everyone's so happy, but they're just, they're fighting their own fight. And they're, yeah. those who are following their true path are the ones who we are following, right? Because we're mm-hmm. inspired. So let's all do that. That's my message. And wow. we'll get through all this together. I'm almost speechless because, and I always believe that every woman who comes on the show, there is something that every single one of us can resonate with. And that's why I believe that our stories are so powerful. And even as you're talking about your experiences and you're talking about what you've learned from it, I'm having goosebumps because I don't know if I've talked about this much publicly, but about five years ago, Mm -hmm. I was in a car accident. I was sitting at a red light and I was already struggling with my fibromyalgia and I was going to see a specialist three times a week. And, you know, that's treatments that were not covered by the government. And I Mm -hmm. had treatment that morning. My house was up for sale and I was out with my two daughters looking at homes. I was selling real estate full time at that point. And I had slowed down because of the fibromyalgia. And we were sitting at a red light on our way to another showing. We had looked at a few houses and we we're on our way. I think it was our last listing we were supposed to be looking at. And we we're sitting at a red light. And my daughter was showing me something on her phone. And out of nowhere, we got hit from the back. And oh we don't even know what happened. Her, like yeah. her phone went flying forward. My daughter, who was sitting in the back, hit the back of my seat. Long story short, my middle daughter and myself ended up going to the hospital in a stretcher with neck brace mm-hmm. on the whole nine yards. Oh my God. And it was the, the chief of staff. I think it was for the paramedics. It Police. Was his, okay, yeah. Paramedics. Yeah, it was his first day on his promotion of being chief, I believe. And I know that he was texting. I don't care what anyone else says. But he, the cars, he thought the cars were moving. He didn't look up and mashed the gas. Yeah. He was in the car behind me. And I was already in treatment for three times a week for my pain and oh my had God. to be in physio. And it felt like I was in treatment every single day, but nobody knew this. Nobody online, nobody knew what I was experiencing. And it was like, okay, well, I, I guess I can't sell real estate anymore. I can't move. And yeah. I was trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life. And that's kind of where the coaching and mentoring came into play because mm-hmm. I could do that virtually. Exactly. So I, I'm just listening to you know, how that experience forced you into something else. But like you said, like you're happier, you feel better. There's so many lessons that come from that. It's so true. And there was a lot of uncomfortable steps that I had to take to get to where I am. But the sooner that I dove in, the faster I started healing myself. Yeah. Because there's that time, like when you get an accident that you're just like, on the couch and you're so depressed and I was checking every five seconds to see if I was still pregnant and trying to save the one baby that I could have potentially had and hating the whole world and staying off of social media because I Mm. just made me stick to my stomach and so lost and embarrassed because I can't have children Mm -hmm. like I haven't yet so it's like why can all these other women who like don't make the choices that I make easily have children? Mm-hmm. Like I'm so healthy. I do everything to be healthy. So that was like my battle. But I was like, you know what? God gave me a special gift. And my gift is to share my art with the world. And I was able to paint for years. I've been painting watercolor. Again, take us back to the main marina and the ocean. Watercolor mm-hmm. is my choice of medium. So what a beautiful story. Wow. And and I just started writing that story and saying, no, this is what I want to do. I want to paint everything. Everything inspires me. Nature, animals, plants, butterflies, hearts, abstracts. Everything inspires me. The ocean, what's under the sea, the stars in the sky. I just want to paint it all and I want to put it on beautiful sustainable fabric that people can drape over their bodies like a magical cape Mm. and and that was my protection it's like that was the gift that God gave me and I'm accepting it and I'm saying yes I believe it because if I don't believe it then no one else will so I'm going to believe it and I'm going to stop focusing on the things that I didn't get like God didn't give me that and that and that but that's okay because he did give me this so I'm going to just focus on that and everything else around me started to become blurry and then when I did go on social media and I saw all these people being super successful I was like, you go, girl, because mm-hmm. that's what God gave you. High yes. five. Like, yes. 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 And it was like cheering on other amazing people rather than hating on them because they have something that I wish I had. It's like, no, mm-hmm. now let's 
let's join forces and share each other's beautiful gifts because that is the secret to life. I swear, as soon as I just started accepting what's beautiful about me, like my husband even thinks I'm more beautiful because of it. And love you it. You know, like everything. So it's like love yourself, people. That I love is it. So <laughs> important. That's my favorite thing in the world is to love yourself and everything else will fall into place it really will I feel like you and I are on the same vibration right now (laughs) to the point where I have such goosebumps because even as you're talking I'm like okay so my next question was what inspires you most about what you do but then you went through the list of things that inspire you I just love talking to you. Like, seriously. Like, yeah. It's so it's easy. Like, it's so easy. Like, I resonate with every single thing that comes out of your mouth. And when I was studying some stuff from my mentor the other day, I'm getting deeper into, you know, our mental awareness and our spiritual being and stuff like that. It was like, even breaking down, when you say inspire, what does that mean? But that means you're in spirit with someone. Your spirit is connected with mm-hmm. them. You resonate with them. So as you're going through, I'm like, yes, I love you even yes. more. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. my God. I never knew that in spirit. That's yep. so special. Wow. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, isn't it? Okay, so before I even go any further, tell us one thing that most people don't know about Marina. Oh, that's a good question. It's kind of like every, <laughs> everybody knows everything. Like, uh, I might as well make this even more interesting. I was the lead singer of an all-female rock band. And really? I, yep. I thought I was going to be a rock star at one point in my life. And I went through this kind of weird transition phase where I you know, I'd fallen in on my face from failure from my first clothing line. And I wanted to be a singer, but I had stage fright. I was a yoga teacher. So I went to become a yoga teacher so that I could practice speaking in front of people because I genuinely wanted to be a singer. Mm-hmm. And I randomly manifested a job with this band from Boston, Massachusetts. And it was like a short stint where I was, they hired me and I got to go on tour. And it was crazy because it was totally not my genre of music. I was saying guitar and played singer songwriter stuff like super chill <laughs> campfire and then here I am in this rock band with leather <laughs> that's the crazy story about it. me and I knew after a year that I definitely did not want to be a musician because it is the hardest career you could ever ever have I honestly hats off to every everybody who is trying to make it as a singer songwriter in a band whatever. It's so hard. Your gigs are like at midnight. You got to drive all around the town. You got to take down, you got to perform all of your energy to some people who don't Mm -hmm. even care. Mm -hmm. And you're pouring your heart and soul and guts. And I knew I I cried even harder with that. I'm like, I'm just going to focus on my blessings. And I'm just not going to try to be somebody that I'm not anymore. But hey, at least I tried. Right. So that's my story. Wow. Well, I have no idea. I never knew that. (laughs) I think that's awesome. And everyone thinks I'm lying when I tell them, but I do have some (laughs) funny pictures. Now I'm going to go Google that. I'm like, I Googled and I didn't see that, but okay, I'm going to go even deeper. Well, because I had a stage name. I had a secret stage name. (laughs) Wow. I love it. I love it. We'll talk about this at another time. I'll show you the pictures. But so, my message okay. from that is like, do go and, and try everything. Like yes. I was in my twenties and I thought, okay, I need to know exactly what I'm doing. I'm a designer. This is what I'm doing. But you know what? You have time. Like let's talk about Oprah and not being successful until she was 35 or something. And Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman getting his first acting job at 49. Live your life. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes. Do it. I even wanted to speak to the point when you first started explaining what we didn't know about you when you said that you randomly manifested because I was like yeah that's known those two don't go together you manifested that subconsciously okay yes thank you <laughs> because yeah. we can't attract what we're not in harmony with no <laughs> I, I, I really wanted it. it yeah I really wanted it so yeah even wow. getting the job in the band was a, a hard thing to do because I had to go to Indiana to some recording studio like fly there go to Boston do these gigs and audition and I had, I didn't even like the music, but I so badly wanted to be a rock star. Like, can mm-hmm. you believe it? Wow. I, I love so it. so hard now. That's your inner but, alter ego. Yeah. And, but I, I did gain some confidence in myself by 
trial and error and knowing I wanted to do it. I tried. It didn't work. Kudos to me for trying, not for me. But, you know, and I also realized that in music, you, you, I think you truly, the the greats are singing their own songs. Mm -hmm. They're writing their music and they're telling a story. And I was singing songs I didn't write. And it was like stuff I did not resonate with. And it was not even in my pitch. It wasn't even in my voice. It was like their music. I did try to write a few things with them and it was cool, but you know, they were a different vibe and they're, they were amazing, talented, crazy girls. And most of them are really successful right now, but it just wasn't for me. It wasn't and for that, you. Yeah. No, because I knew my voice. My voice was right. different and I didn't want to be singing somebody else's song. I needed to tell my own story and I wasn't yes. on a stage with a microphone and a guitar and leather pants. <laughs> it was with a paintbrush on beautiful fabric. That's my story. <laughs> See, there's a lesson in every single thing that comes out of your mouth. I don't know if you even realize that. Like from from a mindset standpoint and as a coach, everything that comes out of your mouth, you've shown the adversity, you've shown the struggle, but immediately the lesson that you learn from it. I don't even know if oh you realize God. that you automatically do I, that. I love it. I don't. I think I've just had a lot of time for reflection. And again, I'm 38, right? If if you met me at 28, I was a totally different girl. Mm-hmm. So you have to grow. We have to live. We have, like there's no shortcuts. You know exactly, exactly. And that's why I've learned these lessons. I'm just telling you what I have learned from these many years of my life. <laughs> you are filled with wisdom, girl. Like I'm, I'm turning 40 this no, year. Man. Don't tell anybody, but <laughs> I love it. You're so beautiful and so young and so full of like opportunities. And you know the world's your oyster. Thank you. Thank you. So I usually like to ask at this point what other adversities that people have had to experience to get to where they are today. But I feel like you have given us so many that if anyone listening to this, like if they don't see the lessons here, then they're just definitely not paying attention at all. Yeah, too much information. I always tend to like, the answer's in there somewhere. Just go back and listen to the video again. (laughs) Like it's there, it's there. It's there. You've had to deal with the car accident. You had to deal with losing your babies. You had to deal with post-traumatic stress. You had to deal with anxiety. Mm -hmm. You've had to deal with being in an an industry that wasn't a fit for you. You've had to deal Mm -hmm. with so much. But yet, look where you are today. On social media, people always see the highlight reel. Yes. But you are still, even with your energy and your spirit, you are still such an amazing beacon of light. You are still inspiring. Mm -hmm. You are still giving hope you're still spreading your beautiful art everywhere there's just so much in that so thank you thank you for creating this beautiful podcast with all these amazing women who are also diverse and I've been listening like I'm blown away every single person's story is so different and so interesting mm-hmm. and we've all had so many struggles and but what I love is that every single one of them seems to have found their way in their path and yes. that's what's the exciting thing is that they're all these pearls right so it's, yes the journey is so different for all of us and that's why we can't really compare ourselves to other people we have to just walk our walk and take a walk in our stilettos right <laughs> exactly exactly okay so the podcast was an evolution from my first book a walk in my stilettos and I thought about changing it to like a walk in her stilettos but I want each woman to own their story so when they're saying yeah. it it is a walk in my stilettos not me as in bikini but you yeah. as, as in marina you know like every that. single guest it's your stilettos that we're walking in perfect exactly I'm so glad you kept it because I, thank I you definitely resonate with that yep thank then I'm you like, yeah walk in my stilettos I love it it's genius thank you I'm subscribed and I listen every time girl I love you for that thank you you know it's funny when I read the stats and it's like I think 60% of the people who listen are subscribers and the rest are people who are not subscribed but they still listen to the show so subscribe people mm-hmm. <laughs> just subscribe because but... then, then it's like I have it automatically download too so you know when I'm in my car I can listen to it or if I'm walking my dog I can listen to it it's already downloaded so yes, so yes, easy yes. yeah so my next Better question than the radio you, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah you know I think as I've gotten older I, I can barely listen to the radio I need to no, feed my spirit with positivity so I listen to Absolutely. a lot of podcasts and motivational mm-hmm 
stuff like that. I need the constant motivation and inspiration. And that's the only way that I feel I can stay above water. I mean, I've just like you, you know, I've been through a lot of things that can easily pull me down. And having the constant reminders of affirmations and gratitude and positive mindset practices, I need it on a daily. I need it to survive. <laughs> I need it every second of every day. Yeah. My quotes that I, everyone's like, oh, you, you know, you paint these things and then you write these quotes. And I'm like, because they are my affirmations. They yes. tell me like, you are a bright, beautiful goddess. Yes. Like, you need to know that, yes. you know, you got this. Like, what is it you plan to do with your wild and precious life? Like yeah. ask you every day. I know. So that's why I'm here working and I have to have affirmations and I love your affirmations Thank and you. I love, yeah. And, and there's so many amazing badass girls out there spreading that love. Yes. Like, I can't even tell you the more I go to these events. I mean, it is hard and it's a commitment, but when you go, you always take something out of it. And there's another girl out there just like you that you connect with. So it's so yes. great. Yes. Yes. So I want to ask you, have you had any coaches or mentors that have helped you along the way? I have. I recently, okay, so there's three that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. The first one I, I ever got was Angela McNally. And she is such a beautiful soul. And I reached out to her when I first kind of started contemplating in my mind that I wanted to maybe quit my job and do Art of Marina on the side and maybe, you know, maybe get there. No, but I did not know, I didn't have a clue how to do that. So she was like a business coach and mm -hmm. she kind of had like a strategy of finances and she made a quit date for me. So what I had already started working with her and we had picked November 21st, 2018 and I got an accident in December of 2018. Oh, wow. Wow. But I never quit my job until the accident. So it was like the universe was like, girl, wow. you got to leave your job. Right. So and then when I got an accident, okay, here's another interesting fact. Angela and I both had pregnancy loss around the same time. We got to connect on that level. And that was a huge support for me. Like she's been holding my hand through this whole thing and I've been holding hers and we're both on the same journey. So that was beautiful. Wow. Um, but I needed a spiritual healer when I was really dark and depressed. Mm -hmm. Like I've always been known as like a ray of light and happiness and sunshine. So when I was dark and down, I did not know how to get myself out of there. My husband didn't, like, no one, no one knew. Because mm -hmm. I hated myself for things I could not control, which is, like, the worst. So I found Natalie Karen. And Natalie created the most beautiful program called Healing to Begin. And it's on a spiritual side. So basically, I had followed her because I do the wellness market every year. And she's a co-founder. And she had this random post on social media. Do you know how to meditate? Have you ever tried? Is it something that you think that will help you? And she was basically just talking about how meditation can really help. And I had, I had never meditated in my life. Mm -hmm. like even being a yoga teacher, I never meditated. I can't sit still for two minutes. <laughs> so I thought maybe I was like maybe I need that and I just felt this call to her so I immediately messaged her and she said okay well let's hop on a call and I'll see if I can help you I ended up doing her whole program and it was a game <laughs> changer for me that she's still my coach I still meet with her every week and we have a chat wow because and she has told me since like the beginning you got this and mm -hmm. she's helped me with meditation affirmations goal setting release ceremonies, letting go of the things that aren't serving me and actually having a ceremony to let go of it because sometimes it's that powerful and yes. you don't know until you have a ceremony and you write this letter and you cry mm -hmm. and you like light it on fire and mm -hmm. you actually just say goodbye and thank you for being part of my life but now it's time to go because I'm moving on and you have to do those kinds of things to get there. Because our minds are symbolic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there, it's so easy to be triggered and reminded, but that's when you know you have to heal. Yes. So that's when you have to take those steps. And like, I feel like I've aged in a good way, which my maturity level has gained since this accident has just skyrocketed because I just was like, okay, let's be real. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is not serving me. If something's bothering me, you know, you have to say hello to it and be like, okay, you're bothering me. This is what it is. Let's talk about it. Let's yep, you have to acknowledge it. And it. then let's let it go. Acknowledge yep, it. Thank you. Yep. And then I have like this cute woman who has written a book and her name is Jen Sincero. And mm -hmm. she wrote, you are a badass. Ah. And she's my favorite coach, but I don't know her and she doesn't know me. But I listen <laughs> to her audio book all the time. And I just like keep listening to it. And she has so much goodness in her book. It's, mm -hmm. it's not like 
so deep. It's actually straight to the point and a little bit comical, but I absolutely love this woman because there's so much good stuff in her book. And, and you it's resonate like, with go it. for it. I am. Like, mm-hmm. I have her, my sister even bought me like her daily calendar. She just says like the real shit, you know, mm-hmm. just do it. You know, what's stopping you? If you want something, just manifest it, make it happen. And you can. And it's so you magical can. when you when you start doing that. Like, it's so magical. I think Life a lot magic. of people misunderstand the whole manifestation thing and the possibility in it. I think a huge part of that is not understanding the power of your own will. And, you know, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions and they don't stick to it because they actually need to strengthen their will. They have this image of what they want their new body to look like, but then they lose that image and they stop going to the gym or they stop eating healthy. They stop the whole lifestyle change that they were trying to get to. If they were actually able to hold that new image of themselves on the forefront of their mind, but in order to strengthen that ability to concentrate, we actually have to do certain things like practice, I don't know, staring at a dot on the wall. Mm -hmm. Most people can't Mm -hmm. do it for more than 10 seconds. But the longer that you practice to do it, that's you strengthening your own will. And that's how a lot of us are, well, I'm going to say a lot of the people who are successful is their ability to concentrate their ability to Mm -hmm. focus and that's why they're successful yeah and they've worked for that Mm -hmm. you know it's like I was in an accident I have to go to physio twice a week to rebuild my shoulder I have lower back pain and it sucks doing these exercises but every Mm -hmm. time I do them I do get better you have to put in the time exactly when I first painted it's not like it was the perfect palm leaf I honestly did tutorials and played around and experimented because it was my passion Mm -hmm. so I honestly truly believe that your passion is your talent. You just have to feed it. Yes. And you just have to work at it. I used to like rip all the illustrations out of magazines. We used to go to Europe every summer. So I remember being like eight, nine, ten, and being in Germany and seeing these little fashion illustrations in like a Vogue magazine. And I was so excited. I would like <laughs> rip them out and stare at them. And there was no camera to like take a picture of them, right? But I just mm-hmm. remember being like, how did that get in that magazine? <laughs> Right. Like it was the most beautiful, exciting thing, anything illustrated. So it's not like I was already sketching. I was just in love with that idea. So I manifested the talent potentially. Yes. Most people don't understand. We think in pictures. So we need Mm -hmm. to be able to see a picture, visualize it in our head before we can manifest it and make it happen in real life. Exactly. With everything that you've been through, with everything that you were doing, what does Marina's self-care routine look like? Every morning I wake up and I drink a glass of water first thing I do. Mm-hmm. And I take my dog for a walk. So I like to actually put my phone away and look at nature. Mm-hmm. I look at the birds. I I do pull up my phone to take photos because I love flowers and plants. So I have like a huge folder on my phone. But that's like my my like moment with nature yeah yeah and I also really try to focus on my dog so that we have this like walk where it's not just me on my phone and him pulling me it's hey Tina like look what's this and we are just like we're bonding yeah and it's kind of it's it's our time and he knows we're gonna have a good walk and then I come back and I write down my affirmations and my journal for the day so I feel like if I don't if I don't set my journal for the day and there are days that I don't I mean, I'm human, right? We have appointments, we get busy. But when I come back from my dog and I write down all the things I want to accomplish that day and I just say an affirmation and read a positive quote and then I go, that's my self-care routine. I just basically have to map it out. And I didn't before and I was never organized, but now that I have goals and I have financial goals and I have design goals, like I want to come out with new art and I can't just pull it out of the air. I have to plan it ahead of time now. So I mm-hmm. having a journal for me is self-care and it's actually called the self journal the one that I use and it's amazing it's like 13 weeks at a time and you set three goals in 13 weeks Mm -hmm. and you say thank you every day every night before you go to bed you write down the three things the best three things even if it's little like I went to the store and I bought coffee cream so I have it for tomorrow I did something good like you just have to acknowledge three things every day yep and then when you wake up in the morning three things you're grateful for in the morning So for me, it's really important to do that so that I don't start off on the wrong foot or forget to have gratitude. 
because you have to have gratitude. Totally, totally agree with you. Two things. One, which is Mm -hmm. why I created my gratitude journal. The important part of focusing on what you're grateful for every single morning and what you're going to focus on for the day and your affirmations. And then in the evening, what your highlight of the day was, what you wasted Mm -hmm. time on so you know what you're going to improve on for the next day. But I also wanted to speak to just what may seem simple to you in terms of when you are walking your dog and you're exchanging energy with your dog, you know, when you say you're talking about things and you're dedicating that time and space with your dog. Anyone who doesn't have a dog may not understand this, but dogs Mm -hmm. are very, I'm going to say emotional. (laughs) And if you understand energy, you understand that energy is exchangeable. Energy is transferable. And our dogs feel our emotions. So you taking that time in the morning to exchange feelings with your dog, that could be therapeutic in in terms of you connecting and you releasing whatever is there that needs to go. You embracing the happiness of the energy from your dog. Don't ever underestimate that part of your day. It's my favorite part of the day. I'll be honest with you. I love it. Love it. And you know what's crazy? is that when I had my full-time job and I had to be in my office at 8.45, ready to go, do you think I was taking my time with my dog in the morning, bonding <laughs> and taking pictures of flowers? I was right. like, let's go, let's go, let's do this. Chino, yeah. come on. No, no, pulling, pulling. Yes. So I was just a different person. So those are the moments that make my heart happy and say, okay, this is this is a beautiful life. I get to walk my dog every day. Sometimes we leave it. We're we're off 15 minutes here and there, but we get that time together because I'm not in a rush. Yeah. And I love it. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. There's a question that I love to ask every woman that comes on the show because, you know, I'm obsessed with stilettos. But I came across this article, Reader's Digest, and it explains how your favorite type of shoe says a lot about your personality. So my question Mm. to you, Marina, is what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a high heel boot, a running shoe, a stiletto, a flip flop, a mule, a pump, clog? What's your favorite type of shoe? My favorite shoe in the world is sandals. I love my toes breathing and I love just being somewhere. It reminds me of being somewhere warm. Sandals, like... I have high heel sandals, ideally, you know, just your sexy, typical, like song style and just a nice pedicure to go with it. That's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what that means. They have the closest thing I see to that would either be the flip flop or the pump. Yeah. So, um, yeah, flip flop seems a bit like casual, but yeah, I do like the, the style of I think it looks so pretty on people's feet too. Okay, so let's see. As you may have guessed, this person is very chilled out and easy to be around. They're happy Mm. to go with the flow and see where life takes them. Rather than succumb to societal pressures, they'd rather follow their bliss and do what actually makes them happy. Whatever that may be, the flip-flop person is ready for anything, very easygoing and unconventional. There's someone who is spontaneous and willing to go with whatever is happening in the moment without regard to the inappropriate thing, the norm, or what's expected of them. Well, I mean, that's pretty spot on. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. So before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online. So my Instagram is art of Marina and it's one word. And I have an online e-com shop called artofmarina.shop. I also have a blog at artofmarina.com. Love it, love it, love it. And you guys have to check her out on Instagram because her paintings on everything that she does is absolutely amazing. Um, I have one of her kimonos. I love seeing the beautiful colors online. So make sure you guys follow her because just her page in itself makes you happy. Like everything about it. Aw, thank you so much. You're that welcome. That is music to my ears. <laughs> and you look so beautiful in your kimono. Like, thank oh, you. I love it. Thank you. you. So the final segment of the show, I finally decided on a name because I've been flipping back and forth, but we're going to call it A Walk in Her Wisdom. Oh, I love it. I like to ask reflection questions and you just share the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. There's so many, but since we mentioned Jen Sincero, I'm going to go with You Are a Badass because I really think that every woman who has any doubt in their self at all, even just a tiny little morsel, read it. You Are a Badass. Mm -hmm. By Jen Sincero. 
Love it. I'm going to add that to my list. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's so easy to read. It's just beautiful. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? I would have a billboard in Times Square, <laughs> New York City. And it would say something along the lines of, are you supporting fast fashion and a big picture of like clothes going into a landfill? Because you shouldn't be. Goodbye, I'm going to local designer. Say, I'm going to talk to my girlfriend. I have a girlfriend in media in New York City, works in Times Square. So this year, February, I actually had a billboard in Times Square for the Couples Gratitude Journal. So I'm going to see, because you're putting that out into the universe. I'll see if she's still with the same company because we need to get you that billboard. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) It's so important for people to actually know the impact that it has. There's no more room for all this mass production and these chemical infused fabrics. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so toxic for us. If we want children and our children to have children and our future to go on, there's just no, there's no room for it. We can't be using plastic bottles and you cannot be buying stuff from Forever 21. That's why they're going mm. under, thank God. Mm, I know wow. it's hard and I, budget purposes, but buy stuff with better quality and take care of it and it will last you. My yes. policy is when you purchase my kimono, if it has natural wear and tear, I will replace it or repair it for you. That's my mm-hmm. policy. Because I want you to appreciate it and love it and take care of it. I love that. Thank you. Okay. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Journaling. Because we, like, it's something that people think, oh, their mind is going to remember all these things. But gratitude and journaling and, like, you, what you were even just talking about or just, like, having, you know, why, where did you waste your time? Like, that's such a good question. My journal doesn't have that. I think I should add that into my journal because it's like, how much time did you spend on Netflix? Like, write right. that down. Right. You know, because we don't track those things. I have an exactly. Instagram tracker and I actually turn it off after my, you know, daily dose because otherwise it's just like, okay, this is not good for my, men- my mental health. Right. Productivity journal. Write it down. Mm. Love it. What do you wish women would do more of? I think I said it already, but love themselves. Mm. Love your big hair. Love your big thighs. Love your skinny body if that's what you have. Know that you're unique and beautiful because you are. We all are. And I just wish that every woman just accepted that and stopped being so influenced by the Kardashians and transforming. Mm. But again, if that makes you happy, then do it amazing but just remember Mm -hmm. that you are you and you are the only you and you are so beautiful for that reason i love yourself thank you marina honestly i think i love you even more than i did before (laughs) thank you so much i appreciate you so much i love you too i'm so grateful for you and for this beautiful platform you've created for so many women and i'm going to constantly tell people to listen because it's so wonderful to hear all these stories And thanks for letting me share mine. Thank you. And to all of you faith walkers out there, until next time, subscribe to our newsletter at awakamistilettos.com and grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And if you've received value from today's show, share it with a friend that needs to hear Marina's testimony. Be sure to screenshot this week's episode and tag us on Instagram. You've got at Art of Marina and at the real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. <laughs>